Hi, everyone. Um, welcome to another episode of Slow Thumbs Up. Um, I just wanted to do a disclaimer just in case someone wants to be cute. My comments are alleged, but if you do your research like I always do, I think you'll see the truth. Um, this is about Phaedra and being on traders and the situation that we saw in this last episode. First, I'd like to talk about that I'm a huge Phaedra stan. Um, basically, I've been watching her since she started on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Phaedra is very, very smart. She's very witty, and she's really the best thing that ever happened to Bravo. Um, frankly, when she left, I went with her. I stopped watching Bravo for a lot of years. I just had no interest in it. Um, <clears throat> when I heard she was coming back, I honestly did not want to watch those girl trips. But when I did hear that she was coming to Mary Medicine, I started watching again. And then I found out she was going to be on Traders. And I was so excited. Let's talk about the uh, Real Housewife situation that uh, Dan loved to bring up the other day about candy. Now, I just want to let people know, production is very involved in these shows. They set up these housewives. They want drama to an extent that they can either get rid of them or they get ratings. And I think what happened with Phaedra she was ready to leave. They said, okay, this is a great storyline. Let's do this. I don't think Phaedra thought that it was going to be as over the top as it was, but she did want to leave. I do think she did want to leave. I think she was done with being on Atlanta. Um, she'd gone through a lot of emotional turmoil on there. First, she had to deal with Kenya when she was nine months pregnant, mind you. Nowadays, that would not go over well because it was abuse and no one batted an eye about it. But nowadays, it would not go over well. Um, and then, of course, she had issues with Apollo. He was not a very good husband, as most of us know who watch Bravo. And um, Kenya obviously made those issues worse. And then Candy turned against her. As a friend, she rode that fence pretty hard. And then by the time the situation with Candy came out, I'm not going to discuss it. Um, you know, their friendship was obliterated. It was done. Candy had sided with Apollo because of her husband. And Phaedra was basically all alone. Now, let's talk about the legalities of that situation. If. It had truly been real, Phaedra would have already been disbarred. She would have already been brought up on ethics issues. There would be a lot of problems. And on top of that, if you look at it, since the inception of Universal and Peacock, well, Peacock by Universal, Phaedra's basically been on that network. There's no way they would have asked her back. It would be too much of a legal issue. So, as I have been in legal most of my life, I also recognize a lot of the situations that were going on. 
So I just want to say that Dan doing that was really rude and obnoxious. And it doesn't shock me after what we saw on the show. Now let's talk about traitors. I've been paying a lot of attention to the interviews with everyone from the show, most importantly, those who are banished or murdered. First off, Janelle and her group, which included Peter, knew for a fact in their mind that Dan and Parv were traitors, almost from the beginning of the game. They never suspected Phaedra until the bird challenge, and the only two that did were Peter and John. And even the rest of the group shut that down as an option. Her Janelle. Phaedra's social game made it look like she was a scholar and they were flunking out. And Janelle said this game is somewhat strategic, but mostly very social. You have to find the right balance between aggressive and not being too tight-lipped. Also, Dan rode in the car with three people, Parvati and Tamara, which we saw Phaedra get rid of, and I have a feeling that did play into why she did get rid of Tamara. Because there's no way Phaedra's sitting there and not realizing that Dan is not on her side. Phaedra's a very smart person. She reads people very easily. So at this point, I think she knew. Phaedra knew almost immediately that Dan was after her. I'm positive of it. And of course, that when Parvati did turn on her at the round table, that helped her know, oh wow, I'm really all alone in this situation, but I'm still going to play like a loyal traitor. She did not give any information out to hurt their games until after she started seeing the situation for what it was. And that was the she will, I think, all alone. And I think she knows it. Deanne tries to say otherwise, that Phaedra is taking it personally. I don't think that's the truth. And Phaedra has not said one word against Deanne. Let's let that be known, too. So, um, Deanne basically said he came in with the mentality of being a gaming geek who only wanted to work with gamers. And his first instinct was to go after Phaedra. And we saw that right away. I think it was on episode two. So how can he pretend this wasn't premeditated? When that was almost immediately, he made that comment and told Parv at one point, we don't need Phaedra's voice in the poisoning challenge. Now again, what we saw at the round table was a complete premeditated um, issue based upon this and the insane spoiler that he laid at my feet. First, I want to talk about Dan. Now, I'm a Big Brother stan. I love the gaming part of Big Brother, the strategic part of Big Brother. Dan is a production pet. Dan is used to getting his way by using production. The second season that he was on, which he ended up losing, by the way, he played at one point three power of veto, which is to win your safety if you're on the block for that week. There were three games that entire week, and he lost all three of them. Now, pr production set him up for this safety, and he still lost it. 
So he had to somewhat make a big game move. To some, this is the ultimate game move with Dan's funeral. I didn't think much of it. A lot of people thought it was fantastic. It just, to me, seemed kind of like a bunch of gibberish. But people are easily manipulated by the diary room. And so I think that played a huge part in him staying that week. And once you make what they coin a big move, it cements you pretty much making it to the game, to the end of the game, or almost to the end of, to the, end of the game. He says that Parv was his Danielle, but he has turned on those closest to him. Not only did he turn on Danielle, but he emotionally manipulated her, a girl who clearly had issues. There is one point in that season where there was someone that was going to be um, eliminated from the game. That was her true closest ally. And he got rid of him, and, like, it was an evil, calculated move. And a lot of people thought, oh, that's fantastic. Unfortunately, again, this was a long time ago, and emotions are handled differently, and the public views things differently than, say, like, you know, older people do. And I think a lot of the younger people, if they did see how Dan handled that woman during that season, they would be quite upset. There was at one point that there was a competition, and this was the final HOH. So, or one, part one of the final HOH. And they're almost drowning in the water. She's almost drowning in the water. And Dan's telling her, let go. Give it to me. He's manipulating this girl who's going in and bobbing in and out of the water at the same time. I have never seen anything like that. It was really disturbing. So, not only is Dan calculating, but so is Janelle. These are people who try to ruin the lives of contestants after the game ends. Janelle is trying to sell you a bunch of lies, saying she sees it just as a game. She's never done that. She was trying to attack a contestant who was just on Big Brother Reindeer Games, using her stand base. And this person never did anything to her game-wise or in personal life. But she made it her personal mission to try and ruin her life on Big Brother 22. I almost stopped watching at that point. Because it was really awful. The bullying and the nastiness has gone to an extreme level. <clears throat> I think the feeds, as much as I used to love them, are ruining the game and need to be gone. Again, I want to say these people are not good. And I'm glad both didn't win this game. I feel it's karma that Janelle has never won a game. And Dan only has won one season. And mostly it was because it was really boring, so they gave him America's Player, which is something pretty big in the game of Big Brother. And it just, they were like, oh, this guy's really interesting. And he was also very religious back then. And that was also something they looked at. So, mind you, I only watched those feeds when he was on Big Brother 10 and 1 periodically. And the one person who was truly the most entertaining was an older woman. Never Dan. 
Now I look back on it, and he truly manipulated her as well. But that's another story. I also want to point out that Dan, when talking about Phaedra, gives us a, a very passive-aggressive tone and blames, and blames them not being on good terms on her. He's always the victim with everything. Poor little Dan. As for the spoiler Dan put out there, here's a spoiler that he dropped in one of his interviews. He told Kevin outright he was going after Phaedra earlier the day he left. I just wonder, what are the rules on that? Can you just give a name of a fellow traitor before the roundtable? Now, the discussion towards Dan was to give us a name. And since they already know he's a traitor, they knew that the name given was another traitor. And Janelle has made it very clear that Dan knew all about this scheme. Well, Kevin not only told him this isn't going to work later in the day, but Kevin told Peter about it. And we all know Peter's the ringleader. Well, Peter then told him to abort that plan going after Phaedra. It is not going to work. Or he's going home. He has one other option. Give up Parvati. Dan knew he was gone before he got to that round table. He had two choices. Go after Parvati or go home. So what he did to Phaedra was a premeditated trying to take the heat off of Parvati, his gaming buddy. He wanted to tank Phaedra's game for after he was gone. If you remember, he brought up the fact she's an attorney. He already knew he was going before he got to that round table. So it really hurt her the way he reiterated that right before he left. And he refuses to admit it. But it's clear as day after you hear all the facts. Now, the future of Phaedra's game, unfortunately, I think her days might be numbered. They already know Parv is a traitor, so they have yet to actually get rid of her. So I think the gaming alliance might actually leave her alone. I don't think Sandra is going after her, and Trishel now seems more intent on going after Phaedra from her interviews. And then we have those who suspect Phaedra already in John and Peter. Honestly, I think Peter is going to take the bait and become a traitor, oddly enough because he was considered so boring on The Bachelor and does not have a good reputation from the show. I think it might actually buy Faye a little more time if he does it. This may give her a few more weeks, but it's almost impossible now for her to get to the end unless she can get rid of Parvati. Now, Parvati has already turned against her. She's already gone with Dan's garbage. And so... At this point, Faye has to do what she has to do. I would like to see the two women get to the end, but I just don't see it. And then when Parvati's gone, they pull in Sandra. Then I think she'd be better off because Sandra meet two women against a man. And there's no questioning that. She would go after Peter because Peter has no suspicion on him. Plus, Bravo has Kate which I'm so happy she was at it. MJ, and I do believe CT and Bergie are not going to turn on Phaedra unless they have no choice. That leaves Kevin, who maybe Phaedra can manipulate, back into believing she's not a traitor. 
since he's not the brightest when it comes to game, at least. But Jean, that's the one who worries me. He's very smart, and obviously, he saw something that alerted him to Phaedra. And I do wonder what it is, to be honest, since she was playing an almost flawless game. I do believe John told Peter, not the other way around. I think John is more the brains behind the scenes, feeding info but looking innocent. Which to me, that's scary because he looks like a harmless man. But as we saw at the round table, that is not one bit the case. He told, I mean, the, the little speech that he gave Dan at the end, that was really good. And it was very convincing. This is a man who's used to using his words in careful ways to make things happen in his career. I do think Phaedra has a smaller chance to make it to the end, but if she does, what a way to win, in fact, because she was living in this gamer's traitor's nightmare, targeted because she was from Bravo, and still made it to the end of the game. I'm excited to see how this week plays out, how this incoming week plays out. And don't forget, you can still watch Phaedra on Married to Medicine. I hear she's going to make a splash at the reunion, per Heavenly. Now, the reason I did this podcast episode is because I have watched almost every one of these shows, minus the bling one Kevin did. And I can tell you without a biased mindset, the truth of the matter. These, inter these interviews are truly pivotal. So if you get a chance, binge them, because that's where the tea really seems to emerge. The weaker people slip, and I'm very good at reading people based on how they talk or don't talk, which was the case with Dan. Dan never brought up Phaedra. Ever. before. Like, I don't think he ever brought her up once until he was banished. And then it's passive-aggressive behavior. Oh, Phaedra doesn't like me, based on our DMs. I did, and then it's, I think she's neutral, and the only people that think that what I did was, you know, spiteful are the Bravo fans. I mean, <laughs> unfortunately for Dan, I've watched everything, so I'm more of a Big Brother stan than I am a Bravo stan. I have been with Big Brother almost since its inception. Dan really said, really never said anything until he left and that gave me the impression that she beat him because he's not a fan of ian on big brother who beat him so i really read through that he's just easy for me to read as is janelle she's never played any differently and the aggressiveness is always her downfall and i knew they did not win Phaedra does not give a lot of interviews and doesn't give away anything. She really stays very neutral. But CT on Media Day was a little loose with his words. And he said, where did you get, where did that get you in terms of initially being happy Peter was on the show since she's a huge Bachelor Nation fan? That comment plays in my mind all the time while I watch the show, especially since we see Phaedra make that comment towards, Phaedra, towards Peter. But that comment could be her helping him. They could have some kind of thing going on where he's like, I'm going to get rid of Parvati this week. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he could be setting her up. We don't know. But always remember, 
what you see in those promos is not always what you get. I did this also because I wanted people to get a full picture from the research I've been compiling on Dan since they were first made traitors in the game. Unfortunately, I think Phaedra came in with a lot of heat on her. She just damn basically said, I never, I never respected, I never trusted, but he liked Phaedra. How can you like someone and not respect and trust them? It's a very strange thing. I do think it boils down to he came in and he wants to be friends with the Survivor people after the game because he's a geek on that show. And that's fine. He could be a super fan, but admit it that it was premeditated. Admit it that you knew that this was going to hurt Phaedra's game. Admit it that you knew you were leaving and you had no chance at that round table unless you brought up Parvati. So my whole point is Dan is lying right now and people are buying it. But I know differently. I've heard his interviews. I've, list, I've listened to everything he said. And Phaedra really came in with a disadvantage. She really is going up against huge people that are gamers. But Dan did say one thing that he did like. And he did say Phaedra basically is a gamer who's never had to game. She never had to be on Big Brother. She never had to be on Survivor. She didn't have to do a reality competition show, but she has that mindset. And I think that right there tells you that he was jealous of it. How is she able to do this? She should have been on Big Brother and went through what I went through. And she came in and she didn't have to really do anything and it just comes naturally to her. So it sounds like jealousy at the end of the day that really played a big role. Jealousy and his huge standing for Survivor. So just remember that when you're watching Dan and hearing him talk, trying to get out of why he turned against Phaedra. But I think Phaedra is amazing. I think she's a fantastic woman. She's fantastic with her sons. She's a single mother, really, at this point. I Obviously, Paula's still alive. <laughs> but, you know, she plays the biggest role. And she's a great role model for them. And if you watched the last episode, Aiden said this beautiful speech about her. And it was just fantastic. So, I just want to say, Team Phaedra. And hopefully she makes it to the end of Traitors. <laughs> Sorry about that. One moment. Um, I just wanted to say, I'm. if you want me to do more commentary on the Traitors, let me know. But for now, this will be my last episode until Phaedra leaves or she wins the game. Thank you.